I started running my first challenge, that was that five million steps. I planned to do it in 100 days. I was one day late. So 101, not that bad. This Runs Radio episode 1072 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by the Amino Company and the uh, am- essential amino acid supplements that they have uh, created over over the years. I mean, there's there's like 30 years of science and uh, innovation that have gone into the supplements that are currently available from the Amino Company. And, you know, if you're, if, if you're like me or if uh, we're all somewhat the same, which we're not, but like, let's just let's just play out this thought experiment. We all want to get the most out of our miles, right? Like, I think most of us, we would like to run more. We would like to be able to run all day and, you know, do all the little things. Maybe we don't want to do all the little things, but we know we would do the little things if we had all the time in the world available to us. Sadly, we don't necessarily all have all the time in the world available to us. And one of the things I like most about the Perform blend of essential amino acids from the amino company is that um, it just kind of helps you get the most out of the time that you are able to commit to your workouts, whether it's, it's running workouts, the strength training supplementation, uh, that, that we should be doing. You are doing your strength training, right? Uh, but whatever type of workouts you're doing, cross training, whatever, um, you know, loading up with a little bit of perform before your, your workout, or maybe after kind of as a, as a pre-workout, maybe even during, you know, if you, if you put a little bit in your bottle, take it with you, if you're, if you're hydrating on your, on your run. Um, it just, it just does all the things. And these have been, been shown, uh, to increase peak muscle response, increase, uh, endurance levels as well. Um, and maybe the biggest one for me is that it improves the cognitive function, focus, and concentration. So my mind doesn't get the better of me as often. That's still, you know, it's still, it's still a thing out there that I fight against, but you know, not having the, the mind fatigue as quickly, being able to stay sharp mentally helps me to just keep on keeping on, especially in these you know, summer, summer heat, summer humidity situations, uh, both in Florida and now in Georgia as well. So if you want to check out the, some of the different options that are available, they've got perform, uh, there's, there's a, a few different blends. There's a life blend to help, uh, as we get older heal blend for recovery purity to, to help make sure your liver health is strong as well. But I'm, I'm a big fan of the perform also the heal. Those are the two that I are kind of my go-to at the moment. Um, but check out aminoco.com slash disruns for all the, the information. All the science is easy to find there as well. And if you have any dietary issues, pretty sure that this ticks all the boxes. It's vegan, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, soy-free, GMO-free. Um, you know, if you don't care about those things, it doesn't matter. But if you care about any of those things, not all supplements are created equal. And this one, I'm pretty sure ticks all the boxes. So, so again, check out aminoco.com slash disruns and uh, make sure you use the code disruns at checkout. Save yourself 30% on your order, which is not nothing. And also make sure that they know that they heard about it here on the show, which, you know, not for nothing kind of helps keep the lights on around here. So if, you, if you're in the market for an, an, essential, a, a, an essential amino acid uh, supplement, 
I would definitely encourage you to check out AminoCo. And once again, check out AminoCo.com slash Dizruns. Dizruns at checkout to save yourself 30%. Thanks to the AminoCo for sponsoring today's episode. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is someone that uh, uses epic running challenges to really make a difference in the world. And uh, his next adventure, his next endeavor is uh, is a big one. He's getting ready to uh, to run something in the neighborhood of 25,000 miles. Who, you know, we're, let's not get in, bogged down in the details. Maybe it's 25,003, 25,015, 25,000 miles, 40,000 kilometers over the next uh, two and a half years or so. So clearly a lot going into it, a lot of, of things to discuss about that adventure, not to mention some of the adventures he's already done, which we may touch on some of those as well. But one, one thing or another, I'm looking forward to hearing about how he got to this point, what's in store for him, and, and who knows what else. So let's get the party started and officially welcome Mr. Thomas Drivola to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Tom. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much for having me today, and I'm glad we can, we can chat for a bit. Yes, yes, indeed. And, and y'all, if you uh, enjoy today's conversation, kind of want to follow along with Tom on his uh, adventures going forward, maybe maybe uh, you know kick in a few bucks to support the cause as well. Everything can be found at the home base forum, which is just uh, just his name, thomasdrybala.com. That's T-O-M-A-S-Z-D-R-Y-B-A-L-A, thomasdrybala.com. You can also find him on Instagram, same handle there, just again, just his name, at thomasdrybala. Dizruns.com slash 1072. That's the link back to uh, the show notes for today. You know we'll have everything linked up, links to donate, links to connect with Tom at various places, website, social media, all those types of things. Uh, we'll get some photos in there as well. Dizruns.com slash 1072 gets you all the information you need from today's episode. So, Tom, the, the way we start off each episode of the show is with a pretty straightforward and simple question that uh, from, from doing the, the little bit of research I did and hearing you on some other podcasts and stuff, I'm really intrigued if, if like what your answer is going to be to this question. Because uh, I, I get the sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you don't race a lot. But the first question is, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So we'll throw it out there. If it doesn't go anywhere, that's cool. We'll shift. But do you have a favorite distance to race? Uh, I don't actually have a – I never race with anyone. I uh, run on my own. It's just the life throw me that way that uh, I'm running some really crazy distances. <laughs> so far, I didn't find a partner um, to run with me those uh, distances. You know, the last time I was running with my sister for a bit here in Poland when, I, when I'm training at current time, and after the first 15 kilometers, she was like kind of the dawn and I was just starting, starting warming up uh, myself. So actually all the runners which I met so far along the way of my running roads, um, they prefer the short distances. And I didn't have the chance yet to meet anyone who loved to run the three long uh, distances. At current time, I'm something around 50 kilometers in the, a day. And, and this is great for me because, you know, it, it's not comfortable yet. I have to push it. So it's a bit of effort. And that sounds great for me. If I have to push and if I have to put a bit more effort means uh, quite big chance to get into the flow. That's what I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's, you know, there's been a couple of times over the years where, you know, I've I've talked to somebody and led with that question and they're like, yeah, I really don't race. And it's just always a good reminder to me that that as that running is such there's so many avenues there's so many ways you can explore the sport and and things you can enjoy about it and for a lot of folks racing is is part of that that mix but it doesn't have to be and uh, 
yeah, I mean, not liking to race, never running a race, but you've you've done some things uh, within the sport <laughs> that that uh, maybe a lot of us have raced, but we a lot of us haven't run uh, some of the the adventures that you've done. And again, well, I teasing at them a little bit. We'll get into them as we go, but. Uh, before we get into some of the, the crazy things, 5 million steps, 11,000 kilometers around Southeast Asia, uh, finishing up, I think just recently finished up a run between the UK and Poland and getting ready for, you know, 25,000 miles uh, coming up not too much longer from now. How'd you get started in the sport of running, Tom? Like, like where did where did this become something that you kind of got into and kind of realized that, hey, maybe there's something that you can do with this? Yeah, you know, for me, that you know, physical aspects of running was never important. As I said, I, I don't race. It really doesn't matter for me how fast I'm running. For me, it's important the distance. But if I pass this distance, you know, in, I don't know, four hours or ten hours, I'm cool with this. And um, I, I did some big challenges. That two and a half thousand kilometers, I'm not actually, I didn't finish yet. I'm still running this. And I have a little break now because a small uh, injury, but is a is is actually more the prevention break than uh, the injury, which is putting me off. But because I have a huge challenge in front of me, then I prefer to, you know, slow down a bit. And I get to the to running. I'm actually running like for I run nearly 20 years, but for the first 15, 16 years, it was only half an hour twice a day, twice a week, not a day. And mainly to clear my mind after the work, just for the mental health. And this was actually always my interest in running. Not that physical part, but that mental part um, of the running. And uh, when I get to the running, when I started training more in uh, March 2016, uh, I started training like for five, six times uh, per week, um, more than one hour, around one hour a day. Um, and mainly for the mental health. Um, then in March 2018, so two years later, I started really training a lot. I increased my trainings for two, three, four hours a day. Then in November 2018, there was a guy, Ross, who swam around the Great Britain. He spent like nearly 200 days in a sea. And I got inspired by this guy and I said, oh, if he can spend in a sea, in the water, I think it was 158 days. I can do some crazy stuff too. And then you know, I started pushing and um, it got me to April 2019 when I started running my first challenge. That was that five million steps. I planned to do it in 100 days. I was one day late. So 101, not that bad. Close enough. Know. I think we can round it down <laughs> to 100. We can still call it 100. Yeah, I didn't criticize myself for this. <laughs> then three weeks later, I started running that 11,000 kilometers. The COVID uh, get on my way after halfway. I passed 5,500 kilometers. Um, then I got stuck in small village in Sumatra next to the jungle for six months. And I divided remaining this task, 5,500 kilometers on 268 half marathons. And I was running two to five half marathons to complete the entire challenge, 11,000 kilometers. Now I continue to run that two and a half thousand kilometers, which is the preparation for the main challenge. And yeah, that, that, that's how it all started. You know, I started speaking at the universities. It all goes, uh, you know, big uh, uh, discoveries with the mental health. And it was just from one point to another point. And 
now I'm preparing for 40,000 kilometers. But <laughs> when I started, I didn't expect this, that it's going to go that way. Yeah, I, I think that's something that maybe not quite to this scale, but that a lot of us can, can relate to. You know, when, when, you, when, when all of us started running, like a lot of times it was, you know, maybe it was for a mile or maybe it was for a half a mile yeah. or... Uh, and we couldn't imagine like, oh my gosh, if I could ever run a 5k, like that would be just amazing. And you know, dot, 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 three years later, five years later, 10 years later, whatever it is, it's like, oh yeah, five, like I just do a 5k, you know, every morning and it's no, no big deal. And now I'm training for a half marathon or a marathon yeah. or an ultra marathon or whatever. Uh, and it's like, when you look back, like, how did we get here? Like it was never necessarily <laughs> planned. It just kind of evolves and whatnot on its own. Um, but I'm curious, you know, if we can go back into that like 2016 period when, when, if, if I got my, my story straight, at least, you know, you're running a couple times per week, seeing some mental, mental benefits of just being able to clear your head, de-stress, whatever, after, after the day at work, was that, was there anything in particular that spurred you to start like, well, maybe if two days a week is good, maybe four or five days a week would be better. Like, was, was there something conscious or did it like, how did, how did you start this, this progression up after 15 years yes. or so of, of pretty steady level of running. Yeah, it was, it was conscious decision. I just decided to change my life. You know, I, I go through some childhood traumas when I was a kid. I didn't know how badly that affected me. I, you know, I was the same like most of my colleagues. I was living in the uh, same society for many years and all the people around behaved the same way and we were talking about the same stuff and having pretty much the same uh, problems in life. And, you know, I always felt um, anxiety, stress and overwhelm for most of the things, because of the most of the things which I was doing in life. I was always dwelling on the past, worrying about the future. And um, in late 2015, I lost my business. I um, um, didn't live with my partner any longer. Um, so I, I wasn't living with my two sons. And um, I actually didn't know that there is a anything why well, I wouldn't say wrong, but that I could actually feel different way that I was feeling up to that time. But um, to deal with that, uh, no, the most difficult time actually in my life, I go for a month to Asia just to, you know, I just took a few books and a notebook and I was lying on the beach for four weeks, just on my own, reading the books, making the notes, what goes right in my life, what goes wrong. And then I met some people from uh, Australia, Germany, and New Zealand. And I seen the huge difference between how they feel um, about the life, how they talk about the life, and how I talk. And I said, okay, so actually I don't have to live that way. I don't have to feel anxiety. I don't have to be stressed about everything that is happening in my life. And, you know, I didn't know what to do, how to change this, but I decided, okay, hundred percent I'm changing my life uh, I will see how to you know, how it will go but I will just start from small changes and I started wearing different t-shirts I replaced coffee with tea beer with water and um, you know I started running much much more mm -hmm. and then I you know from run to run I just started noticing huge difference and you know, I started pushing this more and more <laughs> it goes crazy right right <laughs> And again, I mean, you know, maybe to a different extent, but I think, but, but maybe to that same extent, because, you know, at that point, a couple times a week, you start making a couple changes, you start running a little bit more, you feel better and, and, and it starts to really take a hold of you. Um, was it, was it a pretty, 
smooth or pretty, I don't want to say easy necessarily, but like, like for me, when, as I kind of got into running just for context, like it was, I didn't really enjoy it, but like, I knew it was good for me. So I kind of made myself do it for a while until obviously it became something that I really enjoyed was as you progressed, you know, more, more frequently with your runs and starting to run longer. Was it something that you kind of enjoyed from the get go or was it a little bit rocky at various points along the way? No, you know, physically it was always rocky and um, it, it's still rocky because, you know, when you run one kilometer and lift up to five, it's painful. Mm-hmm. If you run five and lift up to, to 10, it's still painful. So physically, it's, I, I think that will never go gone. Uh, it will be some at some uh, point to, uh, to some extent quite difficult and rocky and painful. And the same now, I'm, I'm lifting up at current time, I'm running like around 50 kilometers a day and it's still a bit painful but I'm keeping lifting up to 75 kilometers per day so I expect it's still going to be a bit painful for some time but mentally it it wasn't actually rocky you know from one point to another it was stronger and stronger and stronger and that's why because I was strengthening my that mental side of the of the running and of you know exercise and life and everything else that um, I didn't mind that physical pain and that rocky, you know, some of the days, the week is not the same. One week is not the same like the other week. One week I'm really strong and I can run 200 kilometers a week. The other week I barely do 120 or 80 or 19. And you just have to accept it, that we are humans. Sometimes we are stronger. Some days we are less stronger. Right. right. Has, has mental strength and, and kind of that mental fortitude always been something that that has been an asset for you or is that something that you kind of learned through running and, and I asked that with for, again from the just for perspective like for me a lot of times I feel like my mental is maybe my biggest limiting factor in running it's something I've gotten better on over the last few years but but there was a time where like man I I gave up on myself easy like it didn't take much yeah. you know just a, a little bit too hot a little bit too cold you know like pace was a little bit slow. My legs were a little bit heavy and it was just like, I'm done. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm curious if, if that mental side has always been there for you or if that's been something that's been a, a work in progress. Um, I mean, of course it was a work in progress, but it actually been for me all the time. And, but mainly because that was my focus okay. that I wanted to improve it. I was curious what is causing what, you know, how my thoughts, um, affect my physicality and how my thoughts affects my emotions and you know I was studying this I was learning about this and I wanted to create the coaching program uh, to build the mental strength and to improve the emotional regulation so it was simply my I was curious about this it was my passion from the very beginning so for me um, even if there was some really hard and heavy days I was still full of energy because I was learning a lot and I was discovering a lot. And when I was finishing the run, I could make a lot of notes and trying to compare these runs to the runs a month ago or two months ago or three months ago. So it was actually part of my work, part of my passion. So, um, yeah, but uh, as I said, that with the physicality, you, one week is not the same like the other. And with the mental health strength, it's, it's exactly the same. But if you're curious what is causing what, then it's always much, much easier to run 
because if you think oh, I want to see what is the next I am I want to see what where this will take me how I will feel if uh, when I finish the running if you build that curiosity about the running about the mental and a physical and emotional state um it is much easier to run that's a that's a an angle of looking at it that I don't think I've ever heard before but I really I really like that and it's something I I got a feeling is going to be percolating in my brain for a little bit uh, kind of digging into that a little bit more um and i may even come back to that with another question but i again i gotta let this let us set for a second first yeah um but you, you talked about and, and i and i appreciate this this fact as well that like some weeks things go really well and you might get a couple hundred kilometers or you know whatever it is scale it up or down for each person in some weeks maybe you only get half of that because that's how your body's feeling how your mind's feeling how life dictates um I know that I've talked to some folks in the past that really have pretty good mental strength, mental drive. They get their mind made up. I'm going to do X, Y, Z and by God, you know, stuff gets done. Um, but I feel like sometimes that can be a curse as well. And maybe kind of like where, with where you are now, like you notice there's a little bit of an injury, but like, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z. I need to get this done so that I can start the next challenge, whatever. Um, does having that, that strong mental drive or that, that mental focus of like, I'm going to persevere and I'm going to get it done. Has that ever gotten you into any trouble with maybe trying to, to overreach and do too much? Um, I, I, I think I passed this moment, you know, I don't race. So maybe it's a bit easier for me because I don't race. I don't have this pressure, uh, you know, to, to have the results uh, of running when I'm running, I'm running with a message. I'm teaching people along the way of my running road. And this is the most important part uh, for me. So, um, but, you know, at the beginning when I was starting running, I didn't know yet uh, if I'm going to race or not because I didn't know which way my, uh, you know, let's say this running career will go. I actually choose that mental uh, side of um, of running. Um, but at the beginning, I did have this pressure to, to you know, to, to push more, to do, you know, to, even to push my, myself to some injuries. And especially when I was running that first challenge, that five million steps in 101 days, this was really crazy. And I, I pushed myself to absolute limit. I actually passed this, the entire challenge without the injury. And when I finished that challenge, I knew that I can actually train for, for, for anything. But um, now I'm practicing mindful running and active meditation, and this is helping me a lot because um, I have um, learned that for myself, and then I teach other people how to, um, uh, you know, kind of the rewrite your mind from the, you know, that negative talking, from the criticizing yourself to that positive talking. And um, the mind is learning by the repetition. So if you keep repeating those pat new patterns, positive patterns for long enough, then later, even if th those runs get toughed and even if that, um, you know, creepy mood, negative mood is jumping on you, um, your brain is actually responding automatically with the positive, um, uh, you know, script. And it's much easier if you if you practice this and if you continue to to rewrite your mind for the positive script. Yeah, that's something that uh, admittedly I've tried multiple times, uh, maybe not as part of running, but just trying to meditation, trying some of those those types of things, sometimes incorporating it with movement, sometimes doing it setting and, and trying to be quiet and focus the thoughts and things like that. 
and always struggle with. Um, we, it, again, like I kind of I feel like I've asked this question in a couple different ways, but has that come? How much of a struggle was that at the beginning to you, and how much is it now automatic to have those positive know, thoughts going through your head? Yeah, you, you know, sometimes it's it's also the struggle for me. I do this for the past few years, and I'm so sometimes I'm really struggle. I tried the traditional sitting meditation, and it's not really working for me. I um. I'm that kind of the person which cannot sit for too long still in the same place. However, the um, active meditation and the mindful running, that's something, you know, when I discovered this, it was totally the game changer for me. And it's absolutely normal that um, we, we, we struggle with some of those uh, thoughts when we, when we start implementing the uh, mindfulness or meditation. And it's, it can be explained in a very simple way because every human has between um, 40,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. So the thoughts are happening, whether we know about them or not, in our subconscious mind, they are happening all the time. And there are many people which, which are which starting working with me, they are coming back to me and they're saying, oh, this is not really working for me. And the usual question is why? And the usual answer is that, oh, because if I'm trying to focus, I'm starting thinking what I need to buy, uh, my shopping list, I'm starting thinking, oh, what I need to respond to the email, I need to repair the car, and, you know, what work I, I need to do, and then I'm starting rushing to go back to the world because everything is urgent and it's not really working for me. So the great thing about the meditation is that um, when you're starting focusing on you know, one point, um, then um, you are actually starting hearing those thoughts because th- those thoughts are there anyway. So when you're bringing those conscious awareness to the present moment, you are actually starting hearing what your mind is doing in the background, in the subconscious mind. So it doesn't mean that the meditation is not working for you. It actually means that the meditation is working because you're starting hearing this. The only thing is that at the beginning, this is a bit overwhelming because you're starting th- hearing what your mind is talking. And sometimes you are hearing that negative script. And, you know, sometimes you may hear like, oh, move your ass, you, you know, that and that. And, um, you know, you're starting feeling uncomfortable inside you because uh, it's something what, what, what you don't know about, that that's how you actually talk to yourself. And it may be overwhelming at the beginning. You know, it's the same like you run the race um, and uh, um, you feel that your legs are um, a bit weakened now. And then you're starting that negative talk to yourself, criticizing or move your ass, run, run faster. And usually this is actually working the other way uh, around that we are starting the negative script. script and. Uh, um, is even is even worse, or we are pushing away those thoughts, and then trying not to think about this, and it's also not good. The best way is uh, to accept it, to acknowledge them, to accept it. Um, I teach people to um, implement, to associate a gratefulness to pain or to negative self-talk then start thinking about the three positive uh, things which you are grateful for. And usually the pain and or the tightness or the heaviness release 
um, you forget about this because you rewrite your mind and um, you can keep going. You can keep pushing. Yeah. Well, and, and I was smiling when you were saying that, you know, the kind of that you try not to think about the negative things and then you just keep thinking about more of the negative things. Cause it's like, you know, yeah. we've all heard the, the random, you know, don't think of a white elephant, whatever you do, don't think of a yeah. white elephant. And now, obviously now everybody's got a white elephant in the front of their, their mind that they're thinking about. Um, and it's like, that's so obvious in that context, but it's at least for me, so easy to be like, don't think about how far you have to go. Oh God, I still have this far to go. Or don't think about how tired your legs are. Well, oh, God, oh my gosh, my legs are just killing. Like I just need to walk for a minute. And then for me, yeah. once I walk for a minute, it's all over. Like I've, I've, I've quote unquote given up at that point. I've walked for a minute and now we're just going to be walking through, through most of it. So, so yeah, I, I love the idea of acknowledge it. Yeah. Your legs are tired, but like, you know, then be grateful. What am I, what can I be grateful of? Well, I'm grateful that my legs have gotten me to this point. I'm grateful that yeah. I have the health to be able to run the flight, the, the, you know, lifestyle where I have the ability to go out and run in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever it might be and, and focus on those, those positives, because then, like you said, and to your point, that becomes, starts to become more wired and you just turn more to the positives than, than the negatives. Um, what do you, what do you kind of focus on? What do you think about when you're, when you're out on your miles on some of these long challenges, just logging, you know, 50 K, 50 K a day or, or, or beyond, like, what, do you have mantras that you go with? Do you focus on your breath? Because, like, I mean, yeah. I know when it's seated mode, uh, meditations, a lot of times it's focused on your breath. Is that something you focus on in the moving meditations as well, or what works for you? Yeah, you know, it depends on the day. But, yeah, usually I pick up something what I'm focusing on. And um, I never think about uh, more than first, than the closest two and a half kilometers and then the nearest 15 minutes. I created the system when I was running that first challenge, that five million steps. And, you know, when I uh, was increasing my steps, daily steps from 25,000 steps a day to at, at the end to even over 100,000 steps a day, it was really hard to get out in the morning from the bed if you think, oh, I have a 70,000 steps to make today. You know, you, you don't really want to get out of the bed. So first I divided this on a shorter distance and um, I was thinking about the 10,000 steps. It didn't work uh, yet for me, so I was starting thinking about the 5,000 steps, so which is usually half an hour for me, is around five kilometers run. And then um, that really started working for me. I mean, you're still tricking your mind because you are saying, oh, I, I have only five kilometers to run today and your mind saying to you no 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 no, you don't have five <laughs> kilometers you want to run 50 kilometers it's a 50,000 steps but then you gently saying to your mind no no and I'm always tricking treating my my mind as a separate um separate uh, organ next to me is is not something what is inside to me and I'm talking to my mind like I'm saying now no 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 mind we have only half an hour to run Today, five um, kilometers, 5,000 steps, and if we pass 2,500 steps, so 15 minutes, we are actually halfway. And what is happening in that case is that every 15 minutes, you are reaching some kind of the goal which you are setting for yourself, and every 15 minutes, um, your brain release a bit of dopamine, the reward um, uh, drug, um, and you feel better, you get a bit more motivation. So that's much easier if you divide the entire run on a chunks. Uh, you have to trick your mind at the beginning, uh, you have to keep repeating to yourself that no, 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 it's about 15, 30 minutes, but with the time you, your mind is clicking about this and starting this resist and it's stopping this resistance. Mm -hmm. Then to 
get yourself to the present moment awareness um, and to get uh, to start meditating, you can do uh, really simple things. I get into this at the beginning because I was afraid of the snakes when I was running through uh, Asia. And, uh, you know, because a few times I almost stepped on the snake uh-huh. and I was really focusing on the road you know, ahead of me. And that's how I, how I actually discover the flow and I discover the meditation, the active meditation and mindful running. At the beginning, it was not conscious. I was just afraid of the snakes. Later, it becomes conscious when I realize what is the power, what, the, what kind of the power it gives us. So I'm saying to people, that, okay, you can, you know, wherever you run, you don't need to focus on the snakes, but you can focus, for example, on the orange color. So when you run, usually you don't notice the colors when you run. The colors like brown, green, and blue, they are often um, in whatever environment you run. But the orange is not so often. So when you run, just focus on trying to notice as much as possible orange color. When you notice that orange color, just say to yourself, orange. And um, if there is not a lot of orange, you may notice yellow, or you may notice also the orange, yellow, amber, and red, doesn't matter. But try to, you know, focus on um, one environment anho from your, uh, from the place when you run, notice this, acknowledge, accept, and just keep running. And this will be enough actually at the beginning to start practicing mindfulness when you run. And this is sort of the meditation. Uh, you will notice the difference of relaxation of the body uh, really quickly after a very few minutes. If you manage to practice this for half an hour, you will feel a huge difference between your normal runs and the runs with the meditation. When you feel the difference, you're just building the interesting motivation because you simply want to feel the same way again and again. Yeah, I, I feel like that's got to be, it sounds to me like, it's one of those really hard to explain it to somebody who hasn't experienced it types of things. But as soon as you experience it, it's, it's gotta be just like a light bulb, like, Oh, that's what he's talking about. And that makes perfect sense to make it something as simple as look for orange or whatever color that you're not going to see a lot of, but you're going to see enough of that. If you're paying attention, looking for it, you can kind of get out of, you you just, it keeps you in the, in the, in the present moment. Is that, is that ultimately what you're trying to get to? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, I, I remember at the very beginning, and I still I still uh, train this, I still practice this, because, you know, the, the, the 40 to 70,000 thoughts a day, that's our biology, this is how our brain is working. So, you know, those thoughts are actually, you know, they are not disappearing, they are still there, but they don't affect you, they don't have the, you know, the negative effect um, on you, because you are living in the present moment, and you don't pay that subconscious really attention to those negative thoughts, which uh, you, you are rewriting your mind and you don't live on the autopilot uh, any longer. And I remember at the beginning when I started training um, um, mindfulness and when I started paying a purposefully attention to those snakes and, and also when I was running through Vietnam, I was a bit struggling financially at that time. And in a, next to the road, there was a lot of, little, you know, money, like a few pence, and I was <laughs> finding those, those money, and, and I was also focusing on, on this, and when I started doing this purposefully, 
you know, the difference between uh, how I felt the day before and how I started feeling when I was practicing this, it, it, it was amazing. And, you know, the, the, um, the runs were become, was becoming really effortless. You didn't feel that pain and you was really enjoying um, the entire run. And, you know, in Asia, it was like 38 degrees almost every day, over 30 degrees. So it was really hot, but I just didn't mind to, to, to do it. It's really beautiful things which you have to try. It's, right. you, you cannot explain this. You have to try. And, it, and, and if I'm understanding this correctly, it's not that maybe that it wasn't a, a struggle. It wasn't that there wasn't some aches or some pains or some discomfort. It's just that you'd gotten to the point where you weren't focusing on that. You you trained yourself to be more focused on watching for the snakes, looking for the money, looking for colors, like those types of things. So that it it it's it's still all the things, but we're focused on more positive and, and more in the in the present moment type of things than than the negatives. Yeah, exactly. We we don't dwell any longer, you know, on the past because the, that's the rule of the mind. That the mind is uh, always whatever is happening happening to us here right now at the current time the mind is always comparing this to what has happened to us in the past so the mind is searching for the similar situation for the similar emotions and for the similar thoughts and this when the mind is finding and this all of this is happening in a subconscious mind when the mind is finding that similar painful situation from the past is trying to protect us to not happen this again in the future I know if you think about the anxieties and stresses and depressions and overwhelm, that's not really happening um, about something what is happen happening in a current time. You know, the, all the depression is actually about the past mm -hmm. and all the anxieties is actually about the future. So, you know, when we, when we get ourselves to the present moment awareness, we are stopping dwelling on the past and worrying about the future because we're just concentrating on what is ahead of us. So, you know, the orange core is one of the things. The other thing, as you mentioned, that it could be the breath and is also the, one of the most popular way to, to get yourself to the present moment. You can focus um, also on um, uh, you know, regulating your breath to your straights. Um, when I did have some really tough time in um, Asia when I was running um, and um, you know, I, I was trying to refocus on something positive. So then when I remembered when my older son, when he was a little kid, he was watching a movie cartoon, um, uh, Finding Nemo, and there was a little dory a fish named Dory and she was singing like, just keep swimming, just mm -hmm. keep swimming. So then I was singing to myself, just keep running, just keep running. And straight away I get, you know, to the present moment awareness and a positive mood and that all the negative things disappear and I could keep running. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's one of those, it, I, I love the idea. It's something that, that every time I talk to somebody who's, who's into a bit more mindful running and, 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 um, it always inspires me like, yes, I need, I need to keep trying it because ultimately like anything, it may not come as naturally to one as to the other, but it doesn't mean that it can't be something that, that can, we can still learn and still benefit from if we keep practicing and trying to implement. That's correct. That's correct. And you know, when you push yourself, um, um, at the beginning to get into the present moment, 
um, you may very quickly start getting into the state of flow. And when you get starting getting into the state of flow, it will like kind of the double or triple or even, you know, make it a five times faster to get out of the anxieties, stresses and overwhelms because of the way how the flow is um, happening and what is happening in our brain when we get into the state of flow. Because when we get to the state of flow, the prefrontal cortex um, is shooting down. When the prefrontal cortex is shooting down, all uh, the, the entire nervous system is resetting and all the anxiety, stresses and overwhelm just simply disappears. When you get into the flow and the prefrontal cortex shoots down, the time is calculated in the prefrontal cortex. So when it shoots down, the brain doesn't recognize any longer uh, the difference between the past, present and the future. And you're getting into the deep now. When the prefrontal cortex shoots down, um, your sense of self is resetting. So that means that all those, you know, negative um, beliefs about yourself, criticizing, self-doubt, is just resetting, is, um, is, uh, is disappearing. You know, what happened in my case when I started to get into the state of flow, at some point I started running like crazy distances, 50, 60, 70, 80 kilometers a day when I was running through Asia. And I repeat this like, you know, one, two, third day, second week. And then I was able, after the run, I was able to sit down to the, to the computer and um, do the work for the next uh, few hours. So, um, you know, the, as, we, as we was discussing that um, starting practicing mindfulness, active meditation, mindful running can be a bit overwhelmed at the beginning. But if you keep doing this, you don't need to push it for yourself for one hour a day or even half an hour a day. Try at the beginning from three minutes. But if you keep practicing this, if you, if you keep pushing and if you get to this point when you're starting noticing that all your stresses, anxieties, overwhelms disappearing and you're becoming creative, you're becoming you know, really focused on not on your running, but in on many other areas in your life, then you just you, you just love what you do and you just want to do it again and again and again and again. Yeah, absolutely. Would this would this flow state that you're that you're talking about with your running would that be a basically comparable to the to the runner's high that we've heard about and talked about before? To, to sorry, could you repeat? Here, at least here in the states, we talk about runner's high sometimes, right? It's, it it yeah. sounds to me like it's very similar to to flow state. Yeah. Is that kind of what we're we're comparing? The runner's runner's high is not the same. The the reaction uh, is pretty much similar, but the runner's high is a chemical reaction. The flow state is a psychological reaction. I mean, there is also a few. Uh, five different uh, neurochemicals which are released in a, in a, in our body when we get into the state of flow. But the runner's high are not the same. Uh, what is the? Uh, but when you chase the runner's high long enough, this may lead you to to get into the state of flow. You know, to train the, to get into the runner's high, you can simply get out of the of you know of, of home of your doors, put the running shoes and start running without setting up any goals just for pure relaxation and a pleasure and you can achieve runner's high 
When we're talking about the flow, that's a bit more complex, uh, uh, you know, uh, chemical reaction, psychological reaction, which is happening in the body. And you need to create the conditions. For the runners, as, as I said, you don't need to have a specific goals, goal. You just may have an abstract goal, just go to the forest or mm-hmm. run through the mountains and you'll get a runner high. For the state of flow, you need to create the conditions. So, and you know, there's still no guarantee that you can get into the flow. But if you create the center conditions, then you have a high possibility that you may get into the state of flow. So when we're talking about the goal, then for, to get into the flow, you need to have a concrete goal. Okay. So just going out of the house and just for, you know, just to, I'm saying, oh, I'm just going to run. Uh, this is not a flow-inducing goal, but if you go for a run and you're saying, I'm going to run for an, one hour and I want to run at certain pace, this is flow-inducing goal because it's a concrete goal, it's a clear goal. Or if you're going for a run and you're saying to yourself, oh, I want to run 50 kilometers a day or 10 kilometers a day, we, we're not saying here only about those huge runs. Um, I'm going to uh, back to this in a minute because we have a... a, a we can have a macro flow and micro flows. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go for that run 50 kilometers and you set that goal for yourself, this is flow inducing goal because it's a clear goal, is a, a concrete goal. Then the other thing is that a flow exists only in the present moment and flow is connected to your passion. So um, you need to really love and la- or like at least what you what you do. Plus, you it needs to have some sort of the effort. So you need to um, um, balance your skills and the um, um, skills and a goal which you have. So, for example, if you're running at current time 10 kilometers and you set yourself to run. 30 kilometers a day, more like you not actually flow because the challenge will overwhelm you. Your skills are lower than the challenge. The sweet spot for um, reaching the state of flow is 4%. Okay. So if your um, if your challenge is bigger than the skills by 4%, that's the sweet spot to, to get into the flow. On the other hand, if your skills are higher than your challenge, then you get bored and more likely you will not get into the flow because you need to have that effort um, you know, in between. And the third condition for flow is the feedback, interior and exterior feedback. So what that means, you know, as we talk today, that each week is not the same for, for running and actually for everything what we do in life. Um, one week you may feel comfortable running 40 kilometers and you may get flow when running 40 kilometers and because that was effort for you. The other week you may feel comfortable to run 10 kilometers and that's made be the effort for you and you may actually achieve flow at um, t- running 10 kilometers. So, you know, when you, for example, when you race, um, the feedback is when you run and you have a runner in front of you, you feel really strong. Maybe you look at your watch and um, you know, consider your piece and you said, okay, I can increase my piece. I can run, run faster. And you set a new goal for yourself because you get the feedback. You set a new concrete goal for yourself to pass another person which is in front of you. 
and that's flow-inducing goal. Then, um, uh, and flow-inducing feedback. Mm -hmm. Then you pass this person, you feel even more stronger, and you set another goal for yourself to pass another person. And that's, again, flow-inducing goal. And you may, I know, run, um, pass few person, and at each point you get a bit higher and a bit higher to the state of uh, flow. So, um, as, I, as I said a minute ago, we have a micro flow and macro flow. Micro flow is on a daily basis. You, we can get this with a five kilometers run, with cycling, swimming, with cleaning house, with writing an email, with reading a book, with playing a guitar, with having sex, with, uh, you know, actually, you know, any uh, person around the globe, uh, all humans on earth, can achieve the state of flow and you don't have to be runner, you don't have to be sport person to achieve the flow. And the macro flows, those are flows associated with the peak performance and then either the long distance or the racing, competing with other, with other people. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I feel like, and I think it's pretty clear, there's so much to, to learn for me about, about the state of flow and, and ways that I maybe could be, would like to be more intentional about it. Um, and I mean, I could keep asking you questions about it for a while, but we, we gotta, we gotta, I do want to still talk about the, the next challenge here is we got to get off yeah. the topic b relatively quickly, but, um, you're working on a book about flow, right? Is that, is that correct? When, when will that be available? That's correct. Yes. I wrote the entire book about the subject and about all my discoveries for the past, um, a few years. And, um, the, the, the book, the, the title is flow up get rid of anxiety, stress, and overwhelm, and unlock focus, creativity, and joy. So I'm mainly, I'm mainly focusing in a book on that mental, mental um, uh, part of the, of the running. Um, and the book is going out on the 10th of uh, January um, 2023. And um, yeah, it will go actually live in all um, English-speaking countries uh, in, in January. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'll be on my, my list for books to read in the new year. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, learning a bit more. But like I said, before we get you out of here, let's talk a little bit about this, this uh, challenge that you've got coming up uh, you know, with, with the ultimate ambition to, to get about 40,000 kilometers, about 25,000 miles, which is the same as the circumference of the world. Um, what's, uh, I mean, I know a little bit about the details, but for those that, that have no idea what we're talking about yet, where, where did this idea come from um, and, and what's, uh, yeah, how are you breaking it down? Kind of give us the, the overview of this, this challenge that's coming up. Sure. You know, to be honest, I don't really know where this idea came from <laughs> to run the 40,000 kilometers. It was just growing and growing and growing. And, you know, when I discovered the flow, the mindful running and active meditation, I was talking with more and more people and, you know, people was coming with some ideas. I become the ambassador for some um, um, charity organizations. I, uh, I know, started talking with UNICEF about doing some work uh, together. And then it was just at some point that oh, it would be actually great to, um, you know, to inspire people around the globe and to make something really amazing and try to inspire at least one person a day. Um, and 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 it, it becomes running around the globe, the circumference of the of the earth. And um, I'm starting running um, from New York um, a bit later this year, 
um, run, I'm, I'm going to run 10,000 kilometers U-shape through the United States, and then I have about one month break, and moving to Asia, running from Hong Kong to Bali in, in Indonesia, that's 11,000 kilometers, then another month break, moving to as um, Arabian Peninsula, I'm running U-shape in Arabian Peninsula f from uh, Kuwait to Egypt. Um, then another month, probably this is going to be the most difficult part because I have to pass uh, lots of sand, mm. um, uh, empty quarter, uh, at least 1,000 kilometers. If I'm lucky and if I don't have um, delays along the way, then I will run through there in the winter months. But it's still really hot. If I have some delays in uh, you know, countries before, I may run through the summer, and this is going to be <laughs> tough. So hope, fingers crossed, not it will not happen. And then after I finish running through Arabian Peninsula, it's a um, uh, European part, which is the last one through Arabian Peninsula is about six thousand kilometers. Then the last part is the longest one through Europe, through the Mediterranean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean. Well, many countries in Europe, um, 13,000 kilometers, and I will finish, fingers crossed, hopefully by the end of 2025. It's planned for 40 months. I will run through four continents and altogether 27 countries. Um, but, you know, it sounds huge. Well, it is huge. But if you think the way how I think about this, it's actually 300 kilometers per week. It's 75 kilometers four times per week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is my day off, then Thursday for recovery, then Thursday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday is again uh, day off. But again, um, it's 75 kilometers a day, but um, my focus is on 15 uh, minutes on two and a half uh, kilometers. And this is what I have. Uh, you know, in front of me every 15 minutes, I'm starting new two and a half uh, kilometers. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, I, I feel like even, even not, it, I would have said that that's the way to go after it even before all that we talked about today. But after all we talked about today, even, even more so like that's, you know, you just got to chunk it down and, and I can handle 15 minutes and then I can handle 15 minutes again. Yeah. Um, but from a planning perspective, like the amount of logistics that have to go into like not the running part, but everything else. Um, how much of that are you able, are you, are you forced to plan out in advance versus how much are you able to kind of keep it, you know, a little bit more in the, in the present as much as possible? Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm planning all of those challenges and that big one, I didn't know that it's going to be such a big, but um, I always wanted to, to run the really long distance. And my previous challenges was the preparation for the, for that bigger one, which which, which um, I'm running now, so I'm actually planning all of this since 2016. Mm -hmm. um, so it was quite few years. Um, it's a lot of dots uh, to connect, a lot of moving elements, and you know you have to expect that lots of things will not go according to the plan, and you have to adjust this. Um, but you know, I, the, the previous challenges I did just with a backpack, just running from the hotel to hotel on my own, reserving hotel a night before or in the morning and running to the next place. Of course, now is uh, much more responsibility because I have a 
400 events along the way. Just in the United States, I will have at least 80 speaking engagements and workshops. And we set all the dates. Um, um, and I know exactly in which place I need to be on which day. So you know, there is a bit more pressure. Um, but I don't know, it's actually probably like half of the things which which we do is we are living that we will see how it's going to be. We allow it a lot of time in between the runs. I mean, the entire challenge is divided on four stages. We have one month break between all stages. There's a five half terms. I have a two sons in London, 10 and 17 years old. So there's a five half terms um, in United Kingdom. So for each half term, I have a break again. Um, one week or two weeks, depending how long is the half term. So we actually allowed a lot of time in between. Plus I have, I'm running only four days, three days is off. So, you know, it's always if I have some small injury, if I need to recover a bit longer, there's enough time in between. We will have also car with us. So if I'm late to some places by running and I have a speaking engagement there, so we can just jump to the car and go there and then come back to the same place. So, you know, you, you have to be flexible. You have to consider that lots of things will not go the way how you want them to go. And you have to adjust this. Um, but as I said, I don't have pressure. I, I'm not beating a world record. I don't have pressure to be in, you know, to finish by the end of December 2025. Of course, I want to. But if it gets longer, it gets longer. It's you know, I'm getting this you know, 15 minutes at a time, mm -hmm. and, and let's see how it's gonna be. Um, just before the the, I guess this is the penultimate question, but this is an easy one, I think. But and then we'll we'll get with one final question and get out of here. But um, you mentioned you got dates all kind of throughout the United States and, and kind of plan of where you need to be. Um, I'm assuming is that that's listed somewhere. Can we, can we find that in case anybody that's listening is like, oh, I'd love to run with Tom for a little bit or come to one of the events or whatever to see if it's coming through their, their area? It, it will be everything listed. It's not listed yet, okay. but when I will start running through United States, uh, all the information will go live and it will be official. We will have a lot of events along the way for runners. People can join me. Um, we are creating the campaign uh, called Runners for UNICEF. Um, we will be fundraising for UNICEF. The runners can run with me virtually. We will have also the you know the meetings on the road, and the runners can run with me. Um, I will have the tracking system with me all the time. So yeah, everything, and we will have the production team, and my social media will be very active. So it, it will be a lot of noise, and we manage to gain a lot of interest from from media. They will be with us, you know, all the time along the way of my running. So it will be lots of information, and people can really join me along the way. Perfect. Well, hopefully we can get a couple of folks to to come out and join you, and, and uh, uh, like you said at the beginning as well, raising raising some funds, raising some some money and whatnot for UNICEF. Um, we'll have that link in the show notes as well for anybody that wants to, to donate and is able to donate. Um, last but not least, Tom, the, the, uh, the final question, I always call it the philosophical question. Just, you know, sometimes that's a little bit scary. We're not really getting into deep philosophy here, but just something kind of open-ended, uh, something that you can kind of take it and, and, you know, run with it. Haha. -ha. Pun, pun somewhat intended. You can run with the answer, whichever way you want to go. And that's where we'll, we'll wrap things up for you. But, um, I'd, I'd just be curious with these, with, with you know, these these three big challenges, or I guess two that are complete, one that's that's on the road to be in completion, and one that's that's still to come. Um, 
what has been um, the most rewarding part? I guess we'll focus on the two that you've done. And maybe the, the one that you're the, the UK Poland one that you're in right now, that can be part of the mix as well. But what's been the most rewarding part for you, selfishly for you? What's, what's been the thing that, that you've taken away yeah. from either or any of the, the challenges so far that just like stands out that you're like, damn, that was, that was awesome. And I'm proud of that, of that accomplishment or that thing. Sure. So, you know, the, the, the most important part for me um, from all those, those, those challenges, which I did so far, and in, which I'm doing, and, and also what I expect from the next challenge, is my emotional regulation that I was always, as I said, I always struggled with anxiety, stress and overwhelm that was always present with me, no matter what I was doing. And all those feelings completely disappears. And that's my, you know, the, the biggest success. And it doesn't matter if I will manage to complete the next challenge or, or if for some reason I will have to stop it. Just the fact that I don't feel the way how I was feeling for almost 40 years of my life, that I don't feel that way, that's the biggest reward for me. And um, because at some point I learned that when you have unhealed traumatic experiences, when you don't heal them, you can actually pass them on your, you know, on your kids, on the next generation. And uh, the fact that I break that cycle that, um, you know, they are 10 and 17 and wherever I already pass on them, I pass, but I created the program, the system for them to, sh- to, to show them how they can heal from this. You know, it, it just means a lot. It just means everything for me. And also that I, uh, you know, managed to uh, put all those words into the book and that I can um, bring this to the world and also help to other people who go through similar um, life situations as I was going and uh, feel similar way is the biggest thing for me. And, uh, you know, all the kind of the material and I know the sponsors and uh, media and, you know, speaking, um, that's everything additional. That's everything beautiful. And I'm really grateful for this. But the way how I feel and I, that I will not pass this on my sons, uh, you know, that's, that, that's absolutely amazing. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, once again, y'all, if you want to continue to follow along, Lord knows I'll be following along, but it's thomasdrabala.com, T-O-M-A-S-Z-D-R-Y-B-A-L-A.com. Same handle, just his first and last name, at thomasdrabala on Instagram. Dizruns.com slash 1072. Dizruns.com slash 1072. We'll get you back to the show notes, all the links, everything we talked about there, talked about today will be linked up there. Uh, to make it easy for you to connect with Tom, cheer him on, support him if you're able to, um, and who knows, maybe able, even able to run with him at some point along the way if he's passing through your neighborhood. But Tom, thanks for the uh, the time today. Thanks for for the work you're doing, the good you're putting out there in the world. Um, I hope this isn't the last time that we're able to connect. Maybe in person, depending on how things shake out with the run through the through the U.S. here coming up. Uh, but certainly, I hope you'll come back at some point down the road, whether it's once this whole thing is completed, somewhere halfway, whatever it is, uh, we'd love to catch up with you, hear how things are going, just continue to spread the word. But again, thanks for the time today. Uh, Godspeed. Hope your injury heals up. Finish up the, the UK-Poland run and then uh, have a great start to the, uh, the 40,000 kilometers. And, and uh, again, nothing but the best for you, my friend. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me today and hope to see you soon. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. 
Hope you enjoyed the conversation today between Thomas and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your uh, takeaway du jour? Du jour. Um, for me, there, there were several things. I mean, just, you know, anybody who's doing this type of nonsense, running, you know, 40,000 kilometers around around the, the circumference of the world. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. But for me, the and, and that kind of ties into the the takeaway for me today is, you know, Thomas talking about kind of finding ways to trick the mind, right? To kind of break break things down, big goals down into bite-sized nuggets, you know, things that, that are at least maybe a little bit more feasible or at least something that you can wrap your head around a little bit. And I think about this, and this isn't the first time that it's come up, I don't think. I, I feel like this has been talked about before. Yet I think it's one of those things that, that can be easy to overlook or kind of you know fade away. And, and a little refresher once in a while, at least for me, is, is valuable. And that's, that's why it's the takeaway today is just, just to remember that like all of these, these big things that we're working towards, whether it's, for me, you know, working towards the Boston Marathon, whether it's working towards 50 states, um, whether it's mileage goals, whether it's, it's all kinds of maybe some, some of the bigger goals that I have that are under the surface that I haven't really put out there as often yet in terms of total number of marathons run, things like that. Um, they can be pretty overwhelming, right? Like, like for me, you know, just, just keeping it real with where I am right now. I mean, I haven't really raced a marathon hard since before the pandemic, but you know, the, the last marathon that I, that I PR'd at, I was, uh, I think three fifty five, three fifty seven, something like that. Finally broke four hours for the first time. Pretty excited about that. Um, but my Boston qualifying time at the moment, is something like three hours and 10 minutes. And then of course, if you know anything about that means I really need like a three Oh five probably to be comfortable, right? I need to make sure I've got far enough under the, the BQ time to actually make it happen. And so like, when I think about that, again, just being real, like, like to try to knock another solid, you know, 45, 50 minutes, I guess 50 minutes plus off of my time. Like, Oh, which is why, you know, probably why I always say, you know, the, the plan is to, to get a little bit faster and get, you know, 15 years older and then we got a shot. But that's maybe, and maybe that is one of those mental tricks, one of those ways to make this big goal still seem doable. But also, you know, not for nothing, whenever I do get into racing my next marathon, whenever that may be, and, and no spoilers here, or maybe a spoiler here, like there's no, nothing planned, nothing on the, on the docket right now. But whenever that, that time comes, whether it's this fall, next spring, next fall, next year, whatever, um, you know, how can I chunk it down? Can I maybe look for a, a, a sub 350, you know, knock eight minutes off the, the time, maybe sub 355, knock three or four minutes off the time. Uh, you know, what, can, what can I do? That's, that's doable. And those, those type of goals to be quite honest right now, I mean, not that I could go out and do it today, but if I had six months to a race to kind of plan and build up for like a three, a sub three fifty, it wouldn't be easy, but it seems doable. So, so kind of working, working the mind on tricks to to make yourself figure out how to to make some of these big goals more doable. Or like Thomas talked about, you know, just 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 you know, two point five kilometers, just fifteen more minutes. I can do that. And then you know, by the time you get to that that quote unquote finish line, you convince yourself to do it again, and that makes fifty k for the day a bit more manageable. I know I've done those types of things on long runs too. When I'm struggling, trying to, to hold out, trying to keep going, I'll just go, I'll just go to the next light pole. I'll just go to that next stop sign. 
Maybe I'm, I'm listening to some music at that point. Cause when I get on the struggle bus, I'm listening to music. And so it's like, all right, I'll run to the end of the song. I'll walk the gap between the songs. I'll run to the end of the next song, whatever, whatever it takes to get your, your mind on your side, or at least to get your mind from working against you is, is a, you know, is a viable tool, right? A viable way to, to make progress in, in the pursuit of whatever goals you're working towards. And so long drawn it out as, as per usual, that was my takeaway from today. Just, just that reminder of like, you know, it's okay to have some mental tricks. It's okay to, to convince yourself that, Oh, you just need a little bit, just a little bit more, at least when it comes to running, you know, maybe some things that's not a trick you want to employ. Oh, I'll just have just a little bit of this cake. I'll just have a scoop of this ice cream. Pretty soon you've, you've housed, you know, the, the whole half gallon tub of ice cream. But anyway, that's, that's another topic for another day. Just, just some ways to trick your mind into, into stay in the course, keep moving forward. And if, if you can do that big picture over the long haul, man, that's a pretty, pretty good way to, uh, to stay on track with some big goals. Just one little step at a time, one little bite at a time, one little mile at a time, one little kilometer at a time, whatever metric you choose to use. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? As always, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can always shoot me a message, slide into the DMs, tag me in a post at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram as well. You can also shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to head over to the show notes for today, we've got uh, some photos from Thomas. We've got some links to uh, the, the challenges he's done, challenges upcoming, all the things we talked about today. And of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom of the page, DizRuns.com slash 1072. Dizruns.com slash 1072 will get you there. Leave your comments down below. We'll also have a link on the show notes for the Amino Company, which is, this, again, the sponsor of today's episode. If you're looking for a good pre-workout, good post-workout, good just daily amino acids supplements, Amino Co. is the place to be. And to, to credit the show, you know, not that you have to do that, but we'd appreciate it. AminoCo.com slash Dizruns is the link. Dizruns at checkout saves yourself 30% on anything that you order, as much as you order, everything you order. Might as well might as well use the code, right? You got the code. Might as well use the code. Use code Dizruns to save yourself 30%. Once again, the link, AminoCo.com slash Dizruns. Of course, we'll have that clickable in your device. You just scroll over to the album or the uh, episode information for today. You can click that link right there on whatever device you're listening to. And of course, we've got it linked in the show notes as well. Appreciate your support of the sponsors because that supports the show. And that's hopefully the sponsor supports you as well. And in this case, absolutely does. So thanks to the Amino Co. once again for sponsoring today's episode. And with that, this is a long one today, y'all. Sorry about that. Sorry, not sorry. You know, hopefully you enjoyed today's conversation. If you did, hit that share button, spread the word. Always appreciate when you do that. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later.